Diverse is brought to you by SWE Advance, supporting the recruitment, retention, and advancement of women in engineering through career resources, professional development, and one-to-one -one networking opportunities. Hi, I'm Jessica Rano, FY17 President of the Society of Women Engineers. This is SWE's Diverse podcast series. Please remember to add this podcast to your iTunes and like or follow us on social media. Visit SWE.org for more details. Joining me now is Jean Frazier. Jean is the Vice President of Programs, Quality, and Engineering at Northrop Grumman. He holds a Bachelor of Science in Chemical Engineering from the University of Florida. Jean served for 27 years in the U.S. Marine Corps. He was a test pilot and commanded a fighter squadron. Since 2002, he's been with Northrop Grumman working on global security and was a program manager for the B-2 Spirit Bomber. In 2014, Jean received the Rodney D. Chip Memorial Award from SWE. This award celebrates the work of a man who has made a significant contribution to the acceptance and advancement of women in engineering. He was recognized for establishing the Women in Leadership Program in the Northrop Grumman Aerospace System sector. Thanks for joining us, Jean. Let's jump right into some questions. So, Jean, you've said that all engineers need to have the same qualities to succeed as leaders in engineering. They all need good technical skills, networking skills, communication skills, and social skills. How do you and the programs at Northrop Grumman help women develop those skills to be good engineers? Well, first of all, we try to hire good engineers and then round out the other skills you just mentioned, uh, although we do do technical development. So the, at Northrop Grumman, while we have programs that focus specifically, in this case, in women, we recognize that many of the things that a new leader or an up-and-coming leader needs, many of the skills that they need, are common to uh, everyone. And so uh, in the cohorts we have for developing the skills within the, uh, the women in leadership, we focus on things that, while are common and then are specific to women, for example, uh, uh, working in a... Uh, workplace that's dominated by males and those type of things. But you'll also find in the courses that we discuss and uh, develop with women are things you would find common to any group. For example, the skills with uh, networking, skills in leadership, public speaking, type of things that any good leader would need. So talking about how you can help women advance, how do you, how does Northrop Grumman help combat unconscious or even implicit bias against women in engineering? Well, the first thing we do is we uh, are discuss it often the opportunities that we have to recognize there we may have uh, unconscious biases. And just the fact that uh, we recognize that on a regular basis keeps us on the lookout for it. I think you'll find in Northrop Grumman we're a very open and uh, collaborative culture and we can comfortably point out when there are uh, when we may be exercising an, un an unrecognized bias. For example, it's not uncommon to be in a meeting and look around and recognize that Everybody in the room looks the same, and we realize we might want to bring in some additional diverse opinions. And we actually uh, think about that on a regular basis. So I think that's one of the ways uh, that we combat it is by being open about it, recognizing it, acknowledge it, and being comfortable with mentioning it during a meeting or any kind of uh, interaction. So that sounds like a great environment for everyone at Northrop Grumman to be able to be you know, open and honest to confront those biases. Continuing on the same theme, how does mentoring play an important role for women who want to advance in engineering? I know at North Grumman you have a strong program for that. We do. It, so mentoring plays an important role in anybody's advancement 
uh, in their professional life. So especially with women, it's important to have a diverse set of mentors, not just uh, one. It's important to have a role model, a uh, female role model, but it's also important to have men as mentors because oftentimes it, for the same reasons, they'll have very diverse uh, opinions and viewpoints and experiences. And to, to grow professionally, you want to be able to take advantage of all those. So we have uh, formal mentoring programs at Northrop. Uh, and with just that uh, point, we make sure that there are diverse mentors with uh, each of the individuals. In fact, I have uh, two protégés today. They're about as far from my background as could possibly be. One works in Treasury and the other works in Human Resources. And those two organizations are fairly far from my day-to-day uh, -day activities. Yeah, definitely. It sounds like uh, very different from the engineering world. Have you found, do you find that you learn things from them as much as they learn from you? I think we do, I, and we we actually have that conversation with uh, the protégés. In fact, I enjoy that. They Before they ask, I know what's on their mind, I'll tell them what's in it for me. And it's my opportunity to learn from them and hear viewpoints uh, from their part of the, the organization that I would never, never get exposed to if we didn't have a mentoring program. So it's wonderful from that perspective. That's great. So Northrop Bremen has been a great partner for the Society of Women Engineers for many years, um, as long as I can remember. <laughs> Northrop Grumman's been a sponsor. Uh, you're a member of SWE's Corporate Partnership Council and sponsors many activities at our annual conference, including a luncheon, uh, the awards, and SWE scholarships. If a company is looking to get more engaged with SWE like Northrop Grumman, how would they do that, or what would you recommend? Well, that's an excellent question. We, and we ask ourselves, we, Northrop, at Northrop Grumman, we're asking ourselves that all the time for other organizations that we're, we need to uh, get more engaged with. But in the case of SWE, I think uh, corporations, there's a couple of things they can do. One of the things that you may not be aware of that Northrop Grumman does today is we offer discounted memberships for uh, SWE to uh, employees of our organization. And they're not just uh, females. Anybody can apply for the discounted membership, and uh, we coordinate that. So I think uh, from a corporate perspective, it would be important to connect at the national level with SWE. Uh, they're whoever the senior engineering person, or in our case, our uh, we have an individual who is a corporate responsibility who, whose uh, sole purpose is to make sure we're properly engaged with organizations like SWE. But connect at the national level. And then uh, within the company, make sure that it, it's known at all management levels that this engagement is important to the company's strategy. Uh, in our case in Northrop Grumman, we, all of our executives know which organizations we have focused on for engagement and the, the down through the leadership ranks at all levels are aware of that. So with those things together, uh, and then the encouragement of individual performers and employees to get engaged and be supported. For example, if an employee needs to take time off to go to a SWE event, we encourage that. We encourage uh, participation in uh, SWE leadership positions. In our view, and we're very vocal about this, is that an opportunity to lead at any of the levels within SWE is a wonderful training and leadership and experience and management that we you just can't buy anywhere. So we encourage that kind of behavior within the organization. So those, that's the way that Northrop Grumman engages with uh, organizations like SWE, and that's the way I would encourage other uh, organizations to engage SWE. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I know you've, uh, for many years, you've had uh, different people, in the, even up to the level of board of directors uh, involved. And, um, you know, one thing I've heard about Northrop Grumman that I find pretty cool is it's, that it's not just 
you don't just encourage like project managers or engineers levels to attend conferences similar to SWE or, you know, another diversity organization, but up to the executive levels are encouraged to attend those conferences. Exactly. And it, it's uh, encouraged, but it doesn't take much encouragement. Uh, once an executive <laughs> has been to SWE, they love to go and that we, we normally never have any problem with uh, getting executives to support uh, SWE. It's a, a fun event, uh, even the local level, local events and the national events. I think if you, come around to Northrop Grumman booth, you'll see a remarkable number of vice presidents there. That's that's a great way to show support for the members. It does. In in our case, I think it shows support uh, for the members, but it also shows the employees that we're serious about engaging SWE. And so, you know, the best way to, to show that support or show that we're serious about it is to show that the executives will take time out of their schedule, you know, often days, to participate in those events. So at a past SWE conference, you were recognized for your efforts to assist with women in engineering in your company. Do you have some ideas of how men can do uh, be better diversity partners for women engineers based on your experiences? I do. I think uh, the first part is to recognize that, take a look at your organization and, and see how diverse of an organization it is. You know, I'd like to think, I guess I'll start at the end state first. I'd like to think there'll come a day when we won't need to have that discussion about diversity because it will come, become so natural, it'll be like walking and breathing. In fact, you'd probably never consider having any kind of interaction or discussion without having a diverse group. It'll just happen. But until we get to that day, I would encourage uh, leaders to look around their organizations and to see, take a measure of how diverse are they, but not only how diverse are they today, but how diverse is the pipeline of candidates that are moving up through the professional ranks. And that's where it was that I saw a very real need for some additional training and development for women within our technical ranks is that I saw we had a reasonably large number of women entering the technical ranks at the individual performer level, but they, were, they weren't moving up through the management ranks. And when we looked deeper into it, it was for all the reasons that many of the studies have talked about, but mentoring, uh, skill sets, and the skill sets that are just not unique to women, but just skill sets unique to leaders, those weren't being developed. And so uh, if an executive were to look at us as an example, is look at how diverse your pipeline is and then take a look at what can you do to change the uh, upward mobility of those individuals. And in our case, uh, we took a look at women and developed these uh, very specific leadership development programs for women. One thing I think you Northrop Grumman also does is when you have an opening, you require that a diverse group of candidates are interviewed. Is that correct? That's correct. We look... Uh, We've, it's one of the things we try to do to make sure we're, we've got our apertures fully open. So whenever we have uh, uh, any kind of opportunities within the company, but especially in the leadership ranks, we expressly look for diverse sets of candidates. And uh, I know some organizations do that. Well, we're very deliberate about making sure it's a diverse set of qualified candidates. And so uh, coming back, you know, early on, it's a little, it takes a challenge for people to get their heads around it. But once they do, Everybody understands that uh, we're not going to go forward with this hiring event until we seriously seek out diverse candidates. And, uh, you know, sometimes it takes a little longer than normal because some of these jobs require very specific uh, skills and experiences, and they may not be common anywhere, especially in the diverse ranks. Yeah, you do have kind of a niche market, so uh, I could see that sometimes. You know, but it's great that you allow everyone to have a chance to interview for those because, you know, the research has shown that if you don't allow for that, a lot of times you just end up recruiting someone that looks like you because you're friends and you hang out and you know that they have those skills. So 
Well, I think it's, a, it's, it's, I know there's plenty of studies that talk about it. You're just, you're just more likely to interact with somebody who looks and uh, thinks like you unless, you, unless you're aware of those uh, unconscious bias and specifically seek out uh, diverse interactions. So that unconsciously leads its way into your hiring uh, decisions, and that's why you have to be very conscious and thoughtful about making sure you have diverse candidates who are qualified or potentially qualified to do the job. And then going over and considering their skills for the, uh, are they the best qualified candidate? So from that starting position, I think we end up with a very good outcome for the hiring decisions we make. Well, you know, uh, one of the things in our, it's not just diverse candidates, but you also have to be willing to look beyond just the uh, specific skill set. Because I think when you look, you'll find individuals that while they may not have an exact match for whatever the requirements are, if they're good leaders and they're uh, reasonably smart individuals, most of most folks can adapt to the position you're trying to hire into. And so that actually opens up the aperture for some diverse candidates who may have come up through a different path in the leadership ranks. That's a really good point. So since we've talked about men, what can they do to be better diversity partners for women engineers? Do you have any thoughts on how women engineers can help make their companies more diverse? There's two things. Is You know, this will sound funny, uh, but it was... Uh, the women in our engineering organization that opened my eyes to the fact that uh, I probably wasn't as I wasn't thinking about diversity the way I needed to be, and it was the women who approached me and suggested that uh, I might want to uh, come to one of the local uh, employee resource groups, which happens to be a, happened to be a local SWE meeting, and I came and spoke. Uh, at, it was a lunch and learn, and once I had a chance to uh, speak at that lunch and learn, my eyes were open to here's this enormous resource of uh, uh, talent, incredible talent that was right under my nose and yet was completely, uh, I was completely unaware of it. And so uh, it was, if the women had not reached out to me, I, 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 it may have taken years, if ever, for me to wake up to this, uh, this opportunity. So I would encourage women in an organization to reach out to the leaders in a way that, uh, you know, you asked before, uh, how do I learn, is, is come to the leaders and show how they might learn and uh, learn both personally and also help uh, make the company a better company by interacting with these different groups. So I would do that at a group level, and then I would also consider uh, as an individual performer and as somebody who wants to hone their management skills, I would encourage women at all levels to engage not only role models that are females, but look at role models who are males who would be willing to mentor them. And I think they'll be surprised that even the grumpy old men, if asked, if asked will almost certainly uh, be willing to help. I, by the way, you can't see me, but I'm smiling when I say grumpy old men. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so you know, you kind of talked about going to your first, you know, employee resource group meeting. Did you, when you attended your first SWE conference, did you, I know we have men that, you know, when they attend, they like, oh, I get it. Did you have that feeling when you attended your first SWE conference? <laughs> you, you, you had me nailed there. I, I, I got that. <laughs> I got that going. It was uh, in Chicago, going up the escalator in the conference center. It was, uh, my head exploded. It was You could just, uh, the energy in the place was pounding. It was amazing. And you see people from uh, all walks of life uh, just engaged, happy, excited to be at this conference. And I said, oh, I, I can't believe I've been missing out on this. So, yes, I, it was, I think, you know, if a man is unsure, if actually if anybody's unsure about what we can do, I would highly encourage them to go to one of the national conferences, and I think they'll get it. If they don't get it, I would check their poll. <laughs> I think that's a good, yes, definitely. So Austin, October 2017. Uh, I'll be there. I have my reservations already. <laughs> Excellent. I'll be there too. 
It'll be my first time going to a conference not being in sweet leadership in a really long time. Just as, so, just as enjoyable. Yes. I'll be able to go to a session. It's going to be mm -hmm. fun. Uh, you know, it's funny you mentioned sessions, but that's one of the things uh, I learned so much by going to sessions at SWE. In fact, I found uh, some resources, public speakers, and uh, individuals who I wanted to connect with later on. So I would highly encourage uh, individuals to go to those national SWE conferences and spend some time going to the sessions, not only to learn in the session, but to make some great connections and find some additional resources. Well, that's a great point. You know, you know, we get a lot of really high quality programming there. You know, it's actually really mm -hmm. competitive. Uh, the applications, uh, about twenty percent of the people that submit abstracts to present at conference get accepted. So, um, you know, and we have those convention centers packed all day long with uh, sessions going on. So, a lot of great things going on there. So, you know, since you we talked earlier about how you were part of uh, the Marine Corps and then you went into Northrop Grumman. But so you've helped to change the culture of a couple different organizations to be more diverse. What do, what are some of the challenges you've had with that? Uh, it's uh, the challenge is uh, understanding at the very fundamental level. It's about change management and changing culture, and understanding what causes people to change culture. Uh, in in my experience, has been is to make the change not scary. And so you have to understand whatever change you have in front of the organization is to find out what are people afraid of and what are their biggest concerns and then work through those with the individuals. And diversity is, uh, diversity is a bit of a challenge because it's, you know, it's a, you put in quotes, kind of a soft skill. Uh, and many individuals are brought up in, or in, in a life that's not very diverse. And the only thing they know of uh, diverse interactions may be negative. So you have to work through those stereotypes and help people understand that they actually do have uh, more diversity around them than they appreciate. They just need to open their eyes a little bit. So we work through that. There's many ways to do it, but at, I found that the most elemental level is to have human interactions. In the um, When we changed the culture in the organization I started the Women in Leadership, a significant portion of our time was spent with uh, the uh, ladies who were the participants in the program interacting at network sessions, but not with just other ladies, but uh, bringing in leaders at different levels across Northrop Grumman. And while it might have appeared to just help the uh, participants in the program, it actually was an enormous changer of culture for the individuals, the executives who came and interacted with the ladies. You know, what they found is a diverse group of talent that they'd not met before, who had incredible abilities, and were not that scary. So I think that's... a. a it, at the end, that's really how you change a culture is understand what are what are those barriers and just work through them. I think that kind of can apply to all issues that we have at work or so. Um, it does. I think it's a it's one of the, I think it's one of those things to consider it, you know, more like a you know, another project you have at work sometimes to be able to uh, think of it in that context. You know, it's exactly right. In fact, uh, I didn't want to mention it, but that's actually the way I approached it probably a little more clinically or technically, as I approached it as a system engineering problem, is you know, look, look at the requirements and then how, what's the path to be able to get those requirements accomplished. And when you look at it that way, for somebody who's in the, uh, the technical fields, it probably makes it a little easier to work through or get understand what their strategy should be. Well, with that, I'm going to wrap up our session today. Uh, thank you for joining me today. And for our listeners, to learn more about Northrop Grumman, go to northropgrumman.com. And Jean, thank you again for joining us. Jean Fraser is the Vice President of Programs, Quality, and Engineering at Northrop Grumman. 
Gene, thanks for participating in SWE's Diverse Podcast Series. Thank you, Jessica, and I'll see you at SWE 17. Yeah, exciting. See you in Austin. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget to explore additional offerings from SWE Advance at advancedlearning.swe.org.